you need to know your maturity level. You need to know your status. You need to know your challenges. You need to know what you have. You need to know who you are. So if you know that better, then you can then you can transform. You can go from digitization, digitalization and digital transformation. Welcome to the Digital Government Podcast. Tune in to discover the future of governance and ways of getting there. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to all our audience that followed us recently, and not just here at the podcast, but also at the e-governance conference 2023. And welcome back from your usual host, Federico Plantera. I'm a journalist, a sociologist, and researcher today sitting here in this recording studio with Serin Modu-Ba, who is the, uh, at the moment, actually, we've got this uh, news actually just today, he's the Director of Telecommunications and Postal Services at the Ministry of Communications and Digital Economy of the Gambia. So we're featuring another story exactly from Africa, and uh, Serin, I'm uh, very happy to have you here. Thank you, Federico. I'm very glad to be here, and uh, thank you for the listeners. Um, um, this podcast is uh, perfectly in line with the just-concluded uh, e-governance conference organized by IGA of uh, Estonia. I'll be happy to share uh, with you and the listeners about Gambia and its digital transformation journey. Because exactly today we are uh, delving a bit deeper in uh, um, what it means essentially to lay the groundwork for uh, the Gambia's digital transformation. And uh, let's start exactly from uh, taking a little bit of a snapshot of the present. So at the moment, how does, the, um, how does digital transformation in the Gambia look like? And how much does this process and this uh, initiative, let's say as a whole, uh, how much has it influenced and changed the life of uh, common citizens? If we make some examples, that would be like perfect in terms of services or programs. Okay, thank you so much uh, for that uh, brilliant question. Uh, first to start, I will categorize and answer the question into three different uh, categories. One of them is uh, related to the evolution of digital transformation. The other one is related to digital readiness maturity. And the other one is related to categorization of e-government services. So for the digital readiness assessment, uh, maturity in terms of status, um, for, for the Gambia, I will say we are at emerging and developing stage whereby we have uh, done certain things in certain areas and we are yet to reach advanced and established stage. The reason is um, we have, as a government, established uh, the ministry, the Ministry of Communications and Digital Economy, to search the activities related to digital government and digital transformation within society. So for that uh, being the case, we have uh, the leadership, we have the vision, and uh, also the political will to support digital transformation in the Gambia. And we have uh, instituted uh, certain policies like e-government uh, and strategies, like the e-government strategy 2021-2024. We have the ICT for development policy for the Gambia which is uh, also a 10 years uh, policy. We have uh, the IC Information and Communication Act of 2009 being the legislative framework guiding the development of digital and related in the country. 
And also in terms of human resource, we have uh, established some part of it. Uh, collaboration is there, although not to the highest level. And uh, proliferation of uh, services at, at uh, society level, we have seen that coming up. And also use of uh, digital solutions or services at government level. So I would say in terms of maturity, we are at beginner and also at uh, developing stage. Um, in terms of uh, digital transformation evolution, I would say in terms of status, uh, we are between uh, digitization because the process is more or less digitization, digitalization and digital transformation. So for digitization, that's where we are more of how we can convert analog processes in terms of uh, changing uh, text into digital records, um, changing the manual records into a digitized uh, format. And also at some part of government, we have seen um, the adoption of uh, solutions that is transforming uh, business processes within government. So, but we are not at um, digital transformation level, fully established one, in the sense that transformation is a whole of an ecosystem. It does not stop only at vision and leadership and technology, but also it includes digital skills, it includes change management, transformation of people and business processes, and how to glue technology, people and service to work together to deliver efficiency and productivity within government. So I will say in looking at it at that angle, we are within digitization and digitalization, not yet at fully digital transformation. So the last part of it is uh, the angle of uh, the services we offer, government to citizens, government to businesses, government to government, and government to employees, etc. For government to citizens, um, in terms of service, we have what we call the single window business registration, where businesses uh, through that platform can uh, register their businesses easily without huddle, without that much complexity in bureaucracy uh, or it tapes uh, uh, that will make the process longer. So we can go easily within a day, meeting the requirements, submit your business, and in a short period of time, you have it approved. So that is there, and also we have uh, recently launched um, e-procurement platform. Uh, hopefully very soon, it will be fully uh, flowing. Businesses, citizens, and everyone who want to apply for or tender at uh, government level uh, can also have that one. So um, for citizens also, we uh, for uh, for citizens also, we are offering uh, services like websites. Uh, whereby citizens can go to different ministries' websites, have information that they want, policies are there, strategies, laws, no more of uh, the Gambia digital ecosystem. So um, finally, for employees, um, we have seen that uh, before, traditionally, let's say salary, uh, it was centralized. Mm -hmm. You have to travel from kilometers to come and have it on an envelope and get paid. Now we commercial, uh, we're working with banks, private and co commercial banks, whereby they will pay directly through electronic fast transfer to your bank account. And also you can transfer it using mobile money. Wherever you are, you can access your money anytime you wish. Do transfer from one bank, bank account to another. And that is uh, definitely new. So as a result, it's transforming uh, in terms of changing uh, citizens' life. 
it is cutting the transaction costs uh, mm-hmm. for employees of government and equally also for citizens. We have seen, let's say, at government level, uh, we have the National Electricity Company Limited that is generating mm-hmm. electricity. So now the partner, it is a government uh, enterprise, I would say. So they are partnering with the private sector and banks, whereby you can use your mobile bank app, then you can buy your cash power wherever you are. Even those who do not have access in uh, rural areas, uh, some people can buy and just send it to them by a text message. Mm-hmm. You, you put it on your on your meter, then you have your electricity. So this is also one transformational uh, effect uh, that uh, uh, we have also achieved uh, in our digital domain. So finally, also, uh, although there are many uh, that I would love to say, but finally also in terms of uh, supporting the citizens, whereby in every society you will have uh, the vulnerable people who are disadvantaged in many ways. So we have the social safety net project, mm-hmm. whereby you can support those people with cash transfers uh, using mobile money or digital wallet solutions, and then they can automatically, whenever they are entitled, they can automatically receive that money and uh, make it to use. So this has impacted uh, socially and economically to the life of those people. I would say that, I mean, sorry to interrupt, but I was saying that, uh, I was just thinking the fact that you were specifying that at the moment the country is rather in between this like digitization and digitalization stage. But at the same time, if we think of digital transformation as a term and as a formula, then it means exactly to go beyond government or like beyond the transformation that can happen within, let's say, the ranks of the government, but that can also uh, impact, let's say, uh, society and the economy as a whole. And for example, for the economy, we have already mentioned entrepreneurship and ease of doing business and the possibility to register companies and businesses more easily. In terms of society, we're now talking also about this sort of like a bit of a uh, donation slash redistribution mechanism, let's say, that there is in place. And uh, for me, it was interesting to hear about the the, the, the salaries because, and uh, for example, the envelope to not envelope anymore, yeah. uh, because I think that mm, sometimes it can happen that uh, uh, that we take for granted, let's say, you know, that there are some things that, yeah, I mean, it's been happening in this way already, like in some other countries, let's say, like, I don't know, maybe in Europe or like in, uh, in the Americas, uh, for some time, the transfer, the, even something such as a, tram, a bank transfer, let's say, to someone's bank account. But then instead, in other places, uh, yeah, the salary is delivered via envelope, maybe even like just for legal reasons, mm-hmm. no? because that's, uh, that's how it is set out in law. So that's already like, something that, um, that I think gives us, let's say, a measure of <clears throat> sorry, where the country... I think that's already like something that gives us the measure of where the country is coming from with that. And uh, later on a little bit, I will ask you about where it wants to get. But since now we've been talking about the the present and you also have mentioned some of the things that happened in the past to get to this point. If you were to look at the path so far, what are some of the milestones that we can really like outline, you know, as this thing that really was a, a turning point, let's say, in uh, what it means for the Gambia to walk the path of digitalization? Uh, Yes, thank you so much for uh, that elaboration and that uh, question. Uh, Yes, uh, there are key milestones. Um, Our journey to e-government or digital transformation 
started a uh, long time ago, but uh, realistically, um, the modernization of it started in as early as 2005. Um, and uh, from that, um, we move a bit uh, where the thinking was now, uh, by that time was, uh, how could you have a telephone line in office? How could you bring internet? Although the speed uh, was uh, limited uh, in office, so that people can connect and uh, also share information. So uh, that was uh, where we started. Then uh, the actualization and the realization uh, started uh, in 2015, I would say, or in 2010, sorry, where we initiated at least an e-government program uh, within government under the, the then Ministry of Information and Communication Infrastructure. And the program was a three, five-year phases. And uh, in the first phase, we were able to establish an ICT CADA within government. The CADA is uh, uh, under the Ministry of Communica Communications now, which is then the Ministry of Information and Communication Infrastructure. So you have the head of uh, the CADA as the director of ICT. So in each ministries, we mainstream different ICT officers uh, within those ministries so that they will be supporting in terms of IT infrastructure, in terms of digitalization and related. So that is uh, one of the key things uh, that we have done. Then uh, we also evolved to have uh, what we call the e-government data center because we know that uh, um, uh, ICT will evolve and as a result, services were popping up, coming from everywhere. So as a result, we thought it would be good to have a data center that would help um, government institutions or public institutions, or even the private if there is, uh, to host in that data center their systems and their application or services. So that one was also established and uh, is running. And we have a couple of uh, government systems or services uh, hosted in that uh, data center. And uh, one example of it uh, is the government email platform, uh, where government institutions communicate as a single platform. Uh, then government web portals, we have uh, the district health information system of Ministry of Health and other systems, uh, single window, uh, all sitting there. So um, then from the data center, now the services uh, are coming because of uh, government efforts of digitalization or government vision of digitalization. So uh, we are right now having different uh, services or different systems sitting at uh, different institutions at government level. So uh, with that, uh, we are now thinking of how could we connect those systems and those institutions together. Because right now the approach is more or less a siloed approach. Mm -hmm. There is no level of uh, integration. So that is a challenge that we recognize, so that we are also doing. So, but also, uh, not that, in terms of milestone planning for the future, I would like to bring uh, to your attention that um, as early in 2012, yeah. because before you talk about e-government services, you talk about digitalization, you must think about connectivity. Yes, so in terms of connectivity, uh, prior to 2011, the Gambia was... Um, at least communicating with the outside world through a satellite gateway. But, uh, you know, in terms of capacity needs uh, and the demand for connectivity, satellite uh, gateway, that gateway is no more the deal to handle what we need. So we evolve. 
and uh, we connect to the international submarine terrestrial uh, uh, submarine cable that is the Africa coast to Europe connecting from France Portugal to all the African countries and to Gambia so that was uh, definitely a game changer that brought about private businesses using the internet to do business citizen using the in- internet to access services and those things and even now in terms of planning and future we are thinking of having a second one because the first one was there but in terms of challenges we have frequent downtimes due to cable cuts and other interruption so now with the second cable we are expecting to have higher redundancy and once we have the second cable uh, we are also in terms of milestone thinking of uh, digitizing the current uh, analog biometric id system we have uh, we already have a biometric id system uh, with a card and a chip mm-hmm. that can record information but uh, it's not operational and it's not digital there are, there are no services on top of that so in the next 2 3 years we want to digitize uh, that biometric system so we can have the digital id services so with the infrastructure having a second redundancy cable having a digital ID, then we can talk about an integrated uh, government mm-hmm. whereby yes. all the system, all the services can be integrated uh, through a government uh, enterprise architect or government service boss. Like the X-Road you have here uh, in uh, in uh, Estonia. Yeah, I was that's, just about to mention that. Yes, exactly. yes, that's where we want to be. That's why in our engagement, which I will share with you later, with EGA, we decided to come up uh, with an open data because we know that is also a strategy we know it is also a critical component of integration let's so, get there in a second because when it comes to uh, now the topic of connectivity and uh, the different elements let's say that you've mentioned for example the analog uh, biometric id system that you already have and uh, what have you been doing in terms of digitizing government then uh, uh, it could happen to forget sometimes that there is a step let's say that precedes all of this which is exactly allowing and enabling let's say the country to have the connectivity and the reach let's say for <laughs> not not just electricity but also like the internet actually to uh to build let's say this uh digital transformation exactly not just within the government but also to make exactly the entire society and the community of the country participate in it no and not just like doing the things to say ah oh, this thing is digital yeah. but actually so that people can use them and we have already mentioned a few of the of what are let's say usually regarded as the enablers let's say of a digital transformation journey so for example the electronic identity which is in the, in the plans but will be based in any case on already an existing population management system let's say like the one that you've mentioned you have mentioned as well uh, now uh, e-governance academy because um in any case uh, the government of Gambia has been uh working together with the governance academy and also with the Estonian ICT cluster as part of the project of the African Union European Union D4D hub but mm, now I would like to know more about this so mm, can you tell us more about this partnership and uh, um what let's say what were the results of this collaboration that you've had with the with the two Estonian organizations Yes, so thank you so much for uh, that question. I think um, there is uh, what uh, uh, initiated this uh, kind of uh, partnership with EGA has to do uh, from ON. Uh, we realize that uh, currently we have in 
another project kind of technical assistance uh, supported by the EU and specifically that was uh, on the, the broadband uh, ecosystem and digitalizing the broadband value chain we call it the DTCS project that has been implemented by Enable so uh, when that project came in so we thought that yes uh, it's good to have broadband because broadband is one of the key enablers you cannot talk about digital transformation you cannot talk about ICT without broadband yes so it is uh, and also uh, the fact that uh, the studies that were done by recently by World Bank and EU and others is that the more you deliver broadband to citizens the better their life will be the better the economy status of uh, the country will be so as a result uh, uh, we reach out to EU force on this and uh, they decided to roll out this but when we started we thought that yes uh, the broadband is, info, is important because it enable us to have what we call a whole of society approach to digital transformation right but um, also immediately we realized that there is a whole of uh, society approach to digital transformation but there is also a whole of government approach to digital transformation uh, because the two they reinforce each other mm-hmm. If uh, you focus on strategy, if you focus on society and live in government, there could be bottlenecks or gaps in the future because if government could not uh, function or if they are not very efficient, then society, we will not be able to deliver the services we want to society effectively. So as a result, we discussed with uh, the EU team that uh, we appreciate the support for the uh, broadband ecosystem, but equally it would be good for us to have support for e-government and digital government related. So when we discuss, uh, we justify that and uh, they agree to it. And they, from there, uh, the next step was to guide us on uh, in which among the EU projects that we can apply, if we are lucky to get it. So as a result, we sit as a team at the ministry, identify different areas that we are currently not, do it, not doing and uh, they are very key in terms of achieving our digital transformation agenda. So with that, we identify this area. First, before you do digital transformation, you, not, you need to know your maturity level. You need to know your status. You need to know your challenges. You need to know what you have. You need to know who you are. So if you know that better, then you can, then you can transform. You can go from digitization, digitalization, and digital transformation. So as a result, one of the components that was included in the request uh, to the AU, EU, AU, EU D4D project was uh, to do a holistic and comprehensive digital maturity assessment for the Gambia. So then uh, in that digital as- uh, readiness assessment, we work, uh, then, uh, we work with the IGA. Then the other component that we include in the request uh, was uh, to have a digital economy master plan. Master plan that will glue a whole of government approach with a whole of society approach to digital transformation. Uh, what, are the, what are the challenges we have? What are the visions? What are our objectives? In the, uh, what was the past? What is the present? And what is the future? Where do we want to go in terms of vision? Coupled with leadership, where we want to go or what we want to achieve in terms of infrastructure, broadband, what we want to achieve in terms of services, what we want to achieve in terms of human development, human capacity development related to digital skills. So um, that is uh, about uh, the digital master plan. 
So how could we also deliver that master plan within a period of uh, at least 5, 10 to 15 or 20 years as a master plan that will guide the entire uh, country, ICT ecosystem or digital ecosystem. Then also we have what we call digital addressing uh, because uh, we are having a project currently with the World Bank about digital, uh, with the, not the World Bank, sorry, with Google through Google Maps about digital addressing. So we started this because we know that navigation from one location to another is uh, very difficult. Because even when we were coming here, we, we get <laughs> we were lost a bit. So, but uh, with the navigation tool, we were able to know exactly uh, this is maybe the because of the works that are going on in Thailand yeah. at the moment, and not because of Google, perhaps. But, but let's, uh, yes, let's just uh, yes. keep it there. Yes, yes. So we we also have that. Uh, but I can see the lady uh, was using the navigation tool. We are here. You can see the Uber-like car vehicle that you can use and all those things. So as a result, we thought it would be good for us to have a policy on that and uh, also a strategy on how to ensure that there is a holistic digital addressing system and scheme within the country. So we include that thing as part of the request. Then uh, also, um, we have open data. We thought that now data is the future. It's even more important than oil, diamond, and whatsoever resource we talk we talk about. Because those resources, they deplete with time, but data increases on a daily basis. So with data, you can make informed choices, informed decision, better decision-making process, and even better policy. In terms of transformational effect, you can leverage on data to know the challenges of the citizen and enhance their life and livelihood. So as a, as a result, we thought we should include. Then after that, we submit our requests to the project. We were waiting for it. Luckily, fortunately, uh, we were notified uh, within a short span that we were lucky to have acceptance from the committee responsible to deliver this project. But we were quick to told that uh, because of the experience of Estonia in terms of e-government, so IGA was selected to facilitate the implementation of this. From there, we worked with IGA up to date, and uh, the IGA team, they visited the Gambia for the digital readiness assessment, meet with stakeholders to DEX review, online questionnaire, get the right information to determine our status. And now they have delivered the digital readiness assessment report to the ministry. It has to be validated, but we have seen in that assessment report various gaps, and they have made solid and very good recommendations and milestone projects that if we do, we can be like Estonia, or close <laughs> to Estonia. Then uh, um, they now also delivered the draft open data strategy which is now being reviewed by stakeholders and very soon we will validate the strategy. They have also submitted the digital economy master plan, which is being reviewed. They have submitted um, the digital addressing policy. So now moving forward, uh, we are working with the project. We are working with IGA probably after June to identify a date to validate the documents and adopt them as national document. And lastly on that, um, the ones that are developing the digital addressing policy, we talked to them on the possibility of um, developing a national digital addressing database, and they are ready to support on that, and also a GIS platform for the Gambia. So we will be lucky if we have that, and it's very good in terms of transformational effect or change for the citizens of the country. That is our engagement with IGA, and uh, as a result of that engagement, we were invited in this uh, to come here exactly co conference participate to participate in the, in the conference that just yes, took place. Yes, yes. And we have learned a lot. We have seen the Estonian way of doing it. 
we realize that for some things we have to follow our approach for certain things we can defrock thank you this is actually the closing point that i was that i was planning on making because it seems that in any case the collaboration let's say and the the identifying let's say of the stakeholders or like of the partners in this digital transformation journey of the gambia came in any case at a stage where you had in any case the opportunity and the possibility to define what were your needs beforehand and then see what was the best fit for that but because in indeed in any case uh for how much uh any country potentially and uh, many of the countries who, uh, who we've seen let's say representatives from participating in the governance conference for as much as they can exactly benefit from Estonia's experience or expertise that is experience and expertise yes. but it doesn't mean that is a copy paste exactly Indeed. of that strategy that path and that thing which is instead Indeed. up to exactly setting people like you and like representatives like you to define let's say within the country in a local way for the needs that there are there and as a consequence i would just ask you very briefly in like one minute as a just a closing remark for this podcast episode we talked about the present we talked about the past we talked about the people on the sides like who is helping and uh, in within what framework my question is now really in one minute telegraphic what are mm, what is essentially a bit more division in uh, general terms for the gambia in terms of digital transformation we 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 said that you want to get there you know and that we are at that mm, uh let's say earlier steps in that but we've talked about many programs any plans in general what is the umbrella let's say for all of this uh, yes uh, the umbrella for all of this is a digitally integrated and converge government like i said before we have different system at each of the ministries departments you go mostly they have a system uh, that is in place but those systems are uh, not communicating with each other so how to integrate those systems to better deliver service to citizens so that is one part of it a whole of government approach to digital transformation the other thing is a whole of society approach to digital transformation whereby our vision is to connect the whole society with the underlying broadband connectivity to be able to deliver services to all citizens whereby we will be able to eliminate poverty eliminate diseases and transform society for the gambia to be a socially and economically rich country whereby citizens will be driving the transformation and citizens will be the heart at the heart of the transformation thank you and this was indeed Sering Modu Ba whom I thank uh, he's the uh, director of telecommunications and postal services at the ministry of communications and digital economy of the gambia and uh, exactly thanks a lot for joining us today in this podcast it's been very 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 insightful thank you federico happy to be here And thanks also to all our listeners for joining us to yet another episode of the let's say a little bit uh post conference review that we're doing of uh, uh some of the topics that we have addressed there but in a even deeper way let's say and for a wider audience we're doing it here exactly to uh outline and uh, highlight uh what are the digital transformation journeys that are happening uh within the African continent and uh, in this case we have explored exactly the one of the Gambia That's it from your host, 
there's nothing left to say. <laughs> and uh, the only thing that I can wish you is to have a nice day. Thank you. Have a nice day. This podcast is brought to you by the eGovernance Academy. Tune in next time 